0: It's National Wheaties Week, and Wheaties present Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. (laughs) On stage tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. (laughs) Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Pearson. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's case, the open range.
1: It is August 4th, 1948. Maury Buckler and his son Dave are driving across their ranch in a jeep, dropping off salt cakes for
2: their cattle. How's the last stop, Pa? Yeah. Well, drop this one here. What's the matter, Pa? The last salt cake we dropped here is hardly touched. Look at it. Huh?
1: Why, yeah. No point in leaving another one.
2: Usually quite a few head around here wonder why they're not touching it. Suppose somebody could be running them off. (laughs) Rustlers, Pa? That's kind of out of date, I'd say. say, i maybe there's a break in the fence down by the old road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you better drive around the cottonwoods and have a look. There's a break. We can fix her right now. I'll have to go back and get horses, though, if we're going to pick up the strays. Yeah. We'll be able to see the fence now as soon as we get over this rise. Hey, Pa. Mm-hmm. Pa, a big truck down there and a bunch of men and some of our stock. So that's what's been happening to him Speed it up. I'll get my rifle and back there. The sea is coming. You fellas better stay right where you are. Oh, oh.
3: Uh, oh,
2: me. Dave. Dave. oh. I'll get you for this.
3: Pa, Pa, come back, Pa. Oh, pa. Pa. Pa.
4: Oh, let me help you. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Oh,
3: God.
0: Tales of the Texas Rangers will continue in just a moment.
5: It's National Wheaties' Week, all right, and it couldn't happen to a nicer flake. Because, look, there's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties' flake. And you know whole wheat. Of course, the naturally sweet whole wheat flavor of Wheaties' is important, too. And good? My, my, come on, help celebrate National Wheaties' Week. Just buy them, that's all. Buy them and see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. <laughs>
1: Dave Buckler managed to drag his father to the Jeep and drive to the nearest hospital, but the father was dead on arrival. Sheriff Clyde Johnson immediately called the Texas Rangers and Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. What are you looking for, Ranger? I thought we'd find some truck tire markings here, Sheriff. Ground's plenty hard, except for the dust settled on top. That'd hold a track, but... Hey, look. Hmm, just a
5: big,
2: wide mark.
1: Yeah. Probably some brush hung from the tailgate of the truck, wiped the tread right out behind them. Let's go through the fence. Yeah. Must have been operating right about here. Yeah. Plenty of cattle tracks, but no boot prints.
2: Wiped out their tracks like they did with the truck.
1: Smart. Probably dragged branches behind them. You can see where they were here, though back of crumbs and paper where they ground out their cigarettes. Yeah. Looks like 15 or 20 head they run off from the marks. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back to the car for a second. Uh, how do the bucklers brand their
2: herd? Oh, mm, just a simple letter L. Buckler's wife's name was Lou.
1: Do you know if their brand has been registered?
2: I don't believe it ever was, Ranger. Why?
1: got to make a radio call to KTXA in Austin. Unit 10 to KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA.
2: KTXA to Unit 10. Go
1: ahead, Unit 10. Unit 10 requests headquarters to ask all commission houses to be on lookout for marketing of any cattle carrying letter L brand or any altered brand that might have been made to cover letter L.
3: Will do, Unit 10.
1: May be part of stock stolen from Buckler Ranch on 8-4. Notify Unit 10 if any lead turns up. Unit 10, 10 10-4.
2: We'll keep Unit 10 form. KDXA Austin. Good idea, that call. Might get a lead.
1: Yeah. When we get through here, I want to go into the hospital and see Dave Buckler. He might just be able to describe the... Hey, wait. Hmm? What do you got? Old cigarette lying right here near this bush. And scorched. Somebody started to light it but didn't finish. Yeah. That's a matchbook lying in the bush. Whatever happened, it made a fellow forget about his cigarette. Must have been when the bucklers came over the hill. Feller fellow saw him, threw the cigarette and matches down, just as so he was getting ready to light up. Yeah, that could be all right. Half the matches are still in the book. Ones that are missing are all torn off from the left side of the book. So? So the man who had this book of matches is left-handed. Let's get into the hospital. <laughs>
4: Ranger. I'm right-handed, so was Pa. Matches couldn't have been ours.
1: Just making sure. Can you describe any of the stock they made off with, Buckler?
4: Well, yeah. Most of them were white-faced. But there was
1: one of the calves that had a mottled face. Mottled, huh? Yeah. Good. That helps. My Pa was such a good guy, Ranger.
2: I wish I could climb out of here and help you find those dirty...
1: Can you give me any kind of a description of the men?
2: No. No never got a good look at them.
1: A couple of days went by, then a week. There was no sign of the buckler cattle with the L brand. I went back to headquarters to see Captain Stinson.
2: Uh, no sign of those cattle, huh?
1: Not ahead,
0: Captain.
1: Well, they might be afraid to unload them so soon after a killing. That means they'd have to vendor or alter the brands and put them out to graze. I don't think they'd want to be too close to them for fear of being spotted. Neither do I, Jace. That's why I've got an idea. You
0: ever think of trying Camp Hood?
1: No, but I should have. It's a perfect spot for them, 35 square miles of free grazing land.
0: Yeah. Ever since the army deactivated the camp, a lot of ranchers have been using it. Our last check showed 15,000 head there. All kinds of brands. Fattening up until the owners cut them out for marketing. Sure.
1: And Buckler's cattle with altered brands covering that L could be waiting there for the thief to come back and get them whenever he wants. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's a lot of territory and a lot of cattle for one man to
0: cover. I'm gonna have Bud Kurtz come in and go with you. Kurtz? Fine. The commission houses are still on the alert. We got them stopped on the selling end. Now it's up to
5: you to find those cattle. They're the only key to the killer. <laughs>
1: and I drove to Camp Hood, unloaded our horses and started to check the open range. In three days, we ran across more than 50 brands, all legitimate. But on the fourth day, folks <gasps> are pretty busy, Kurtz.
2: Yeah, cutting out a few calves over there.
1: There's a branding fire and two men. They see us coming. Keep your eyes peeled. They may be all right, but if they aren't, one of them may throw a gun.
2: Oh, oh boy.
1: Yeah. Howdy, Rangers. Howdy.
2: Let that
1: one go, Pete. No. Hold him for a
3: minute.
0: What's the matter,
1: Ranger?
3: Let me frisk you. I'll
1: get
2: this fella.
3: Why? What's
1: wrong, Ranger? I ain't got no gun. Just checking out. What's your brand?
2: Nothing on this fella, Jay. Well, there's
1: the iron right there. Jay in the center of a box, huh?
2: Yeah. My name's Jack Stern. Got a ranch up in Box Canyon. Brand's supposed to be Jack in the Box.
1: What are you doing with this stock? Well, changing over to my brand. From what? An L brand? No,
2: Square U. Like that one over there. Ain't added my brand on him yet. Well, take a look at it.
1: See? Yeah, I see. It's a Square U now, but it was an L. That brand's been altered. Okay, let him go.
2: Find something, Jase? Yeah.
1: Where'd you get this stock? I bought him last night. Anything wrong? They were stolen a week ago. I got a bill of
2: sale for them, Ranger. The fellow who had them was cutting them out yesterday. Said he was taking some steers to market, but he wanted to sell the calves for $60 a head. So he wouldn't have to keep coming all the way back from Rollo to get them. Came from Rollo, huh? That's what he said. Look, here's the bill of sale. Name was Vic Morath. Ranger, you must be making a
1: mistake. Maybe. How many calves he sell you? Eight of them. Boys bought these two
2: in here, and they're getting the others now. Good.
1: Is there a model face in the bunch, Stern? Well, yeah, there is.
2: Guess that settles it, Jace. This is Buckler's stock.
1: Yeah, we better drive them out and have a van pick them up. Lab can examine the brands. Now, what about my money? Your claim's against the man who sold them to you, Vic Morath from Rollo.
2: If that was his right name. If he moved steers out too, Jace, they should be turning up at a commission house in a day or so.
1: Yeah. In the meantime, Stern, I'll have to hold you and your boys in custody for possession of stolen property.
2: Ain't it enough that I lost four hundred and eighty dollars?
1: Maybe it'll teach you not to pay cash for cattle until you've checked on them. I didn't pay cash. I gave Marath a check. A check? You mean he took a check from you?
2: Yeah. Hey, maybe I can stop payments.
1: You won't have to. We'll do it for you.
2: Where's your bank? Ranchers and Merchants Trust in Abilene. The president knows me. His name's Chalmers.
1: All right, Stern you bring him and his boys into town with a stock. I'll meet you there. I got to get to a phone and call that bank. I rode charcoal hard into town, found a phone and put a call through for Mr. Chalmers, president of the bank in Abilene. But I was too late.
0: I'm sorry, Ranger Pearson, but Mr. Morath cashed that check shortly after we opened this morning.
1: Did you ask Morath for identification?
0: Yes, but he didn't have any on him.
1: You cashed the check anyhow?
0: Well, he asked us to call his bank in Rollo for a reference to save him time. He even paid for the call.
1: You mean he actually comes from Rollo and they've heard of him there?
0: The Rollo State Bank said he had an
1: account there. But you don't actually know whether the man was Morath.
0: Well, after all, Ranger, when the man paid for the call to his own bank in Rollo...
1: Did Morath endorse the check?
0: Yes, it was endorsed in my presence.
1: Will you rush that endorsed check to my headquarters? I want to look at that signature. When the check came through, Kurtz and I left for Rollo, Texas. At Rollo, we went directly to Morath's bank. Uh, Vic Moran? Well, yeah, I know him. This his signature? Well, I'd have to
2: compare it with his signature card. Just a moment. Takes both signatures and seeds.
5: They're not the same, Jace. No. Thank you.
1: Anytime, Ranger. Come on. What now, Jace? Moral's ranch is only about a mile out. We better drive out there and see him.
2: Somebody's been using my name, huh? Looks that way.
1: You know who it might be? No, but it's a cinch. it wouldn't be a friend. Forgery's a mighty low trick. I figure it may have happened a hundred times before, Mr. Morath, but this is the first time we caught it.
2: I'm mighty glad you did. I don't like my name being mixed up with thieving and killing.
1: Of course, you'd never see the checks. They'd go right back to the man who made them out after they were cashed. Anybody ever forge your name to a check that went through your own bank?
2: I know, anybody had and I knew it, I'd have taken a bullwhip to him.
5: No help here, Jace No.
1: Well, thanks for your cooperation, Mr. Morath. We can find our way out. So long, Mr. Morath. You sure
2: you won't take one of these before you go? I'm having another. No, thanks. That certainly led us into a blind past. Huh? I said Morath was no help.
1: What's the matter with you, Jace? I was just thinking of that book of matches I found on the range out at Bucklers.
2: The ones that were dropped by somebody left handed?
1: Yeah. I watched Morath pouring that drink for himself. He's left handed, Kurtz. Well, that's mighty thin and circumstantial, Jace. Sure, I know it is. Just a passing thought. I better call KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA. Unit 10 back in service. KTXA to Unit 10. Have message for you. Go ahead, KTXA. Cattle with L. Brand offered for sale this afternoon at Tully Commission House, Fort Worth. Cattle Inspector reports Brand might have been L. Brand from Buckler Ranch. Did Commissioner get name and address of Seller? Seller refused to have check mailed. Said he would pick it up tomorrow after stock was weighed and priced. Gave his name is Vic Morath, Rollo, Texas. Just left Marath at home in Rollo. Unit 10 and Unit 6 proceeding to Fort Worth. We'll be there when Commission House opens in morning. Unit 10,
5: 10-4. Got a long drive ahead of us, Jace. Yeah, but this is the break we've waited for. <laughs> it's not so important now, is it, that Morath happened to be left-handed? No. Not now, it isn't.
0: just a moment, we continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson.
5: It's National Wheaties Week everywhere, even backstage in our studio here tonight. Sure it is, we're all buying and eating Wheaties this week. And here's living proof, the man who dramatizes Tales of the Texas Rangers, Mr. Joel Murcott. Am I right, Joel? Are you getting your Wheaties? I sure am, Frank. And
1: not only that, I've got Wheaties written to the breakfast script for Mrs. Murcott and our four kids, too. Seems like eating Wheaties is little enough to do for them when they do so much for us. Folks, I hope you feel that way, but even if you don't, try Wheaties once. Just to show us you like our shows, what do you say? After all, National Wheaties Week only comes once a year. Thank
5: you, Joel Murcott.
1: We reached Fort Worth during the night and examined the cattle in the commission house stock pens. They were part of the buckler L. Brands, all right. All next day, Bud Kurtz and I were staked out in the commission house office. The man impersonating Morath never showed to pick up his check. Well, have to wait again tomorrow, Chase. I don't think so. He won't be coming. What do you mean? Our man didn't show because somebody tipped him not to show. You think somebody in the commission house slipped up? Maybe not, Kurtz. Maybe we slipped up.
5: Maybe we did. What do you mean, Chase?
1: I'll tell you as soon as we find a photograph of Vic Morath, the real one from Rollo. It took almost two days to find a picture. We went through newspaper files, breeders' publications, cattlemen and ranchers' journals, county fair souvenir books. Captain Stinson found what I was after.
0: Chase, look. Is Morath one of these?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Captain. That's Marath in the center.
5: Group picture.
0: Who are the others? Picture comes from a breeder's journal. Caption says it's the Marath Ranch Rodeo Team. Had the highest group score at the Rollo Rodeo in 1946, two years
5: ago.
1: I want to see if Stern or Chalmers, the banker, can identify Marath as the man who sold those calves.
5: Well, we know it wasn't Marath, Jase. The signatures didn't match. They don't
1: have to. Marath is left-handed. He might have endorsed the check with his right hand just to cover up. Hey, Jase may have something there. It's worth trying. Stern has been released. I'll call him at his ranch and have him meet us at his bank in Abilene. How about it, Stern? Is this the man, the bareheaded one in the center? No.
2: No, Ranger? I never saw him before.
1: How about you, Chalmers? Is this the man who presented the check? No, no, it isn't.
2: Another washout, Jase. And... Let me see that picture again.
1: Sure, here.
2: I, um, I'm not sure, but, uh... This fellow on the end. Right here. Uh, you look at it, Chalmers.
3: Why,
1: yes. Yes, I believe that is the man. One of the cowpokes, huh? Come on, Kurtz. We're gonna visit the sheriff at Rollo.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know that fella. Quit working for Marath about a year ago. Bought himself a little ranch not far from Marath's, uh, over near Comanche Gulch.
1: Cowpoke has to be pretty thrifty to buy a ranch. What's his name?
2: Uh, Buzz Black.
5: Better get over to Comanche Gulch, Jace. Yeah. Thanks, Sheriff.
2: Sure, glad to be of service.
5: Well, we're
1: gonna be able to tell Marath who's been using his name. We don't have to tell him. I got a hunch he already knows. What makes you say that? Black didn't go back to pick up that check. Somebody warned him those cattle were getting hot. That means morale. But if he's in on it, why would he let Black use his name? Because he's smart. False signature makes him look like an innocent victim. His reputation is good.
2: And as soon as we went to him, he knew we were on the trail, and he told Black and the others to lay low. Right. Let's get Black for a
1: starter. Yeah.
3: Huh?
1: Oh, you scared me, Rancher. Drop
2: that hammer. Oh, sure,
1: sure. Uh, I don't know what this is all about, but I. It's about an old man who was shot to death while you were running off some of his cattle with an L
2: brand.
4: Me? Oh, you're crazy. I know. Never... You got
2: three people who can identify you a man who bought the calves, banker who cashed a check, and the commissioner who bought the steers in Fort Worth.
4: All right.
2: So what? I, I found the cattle out at Camp Hood, huh? I- you
1: don't find cattle with a brand on them. They weren't Mavericks. You better talk, Black.
2: I'll talk when I see a lawyer.
1: You wait that long and Marath will run out and you'll be facing it alone. That old rancher was murdered. I didn't shoot him. I, I swear, it, Ranger, No jury's gonna believe you. Unless you tell us who did it and we find the gun he used. All right, all right. It
2: was Marath. He started the whole thing was his idea.
1: Who rode with you?
2: One pokes from here, six from Marath's place. What's that? they're taken off in a brush, Chase. Stop, yo! Too late. He made cover.
1: Isn't the Morath Ranch over that way, Black?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was my rider. Must have sneaked up and hurt us.
1: I'm going to handcuff you to this wagon. Now wait a minute, I... We'll be back for you later. Come on, Kurtz. They'll know we're coming on. They'll scatter, Jase. We better call headquarters for more units. We put through the call and headed for Morath's Ranch in a car, hoping to beat the rider. He must have stopped on the way in phone morale because the ranch was clear when we got there.
2: Ah, uh, they cleared out, Chase. Better get the horses out of the trailer and start tracking.
1: Wait a minute, Kurtz. Look at this driveway. Funny marks. Yeah. Brush trailing behind a truck to wipe out the tracks. I've seen that before. And this is fresh. A branch caught in the edge of that mesquite when they turned into the road and snapped it. The brake is new. That means they're heading for the highway. Probably all riding together in the truck. There'll be an arsenal on wheels. Come on. Units we called for can set up roadblocks and converge. Unit 10 to KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA. KTXA
0: to Unit 10. Go ahead.
1: Subjects wanted for killing of Maury Buckler making getaway in cattle truck from Morath Ranch at Rollo. Check license numbers of vehicles registered to Morath.
0: Will do, Unit 10.
1: Subjects headed for main highway will probably turn south toward closest border point. Unit 10 and Unit 6 headed that way. Have other units converge on area and set up roadblocks with highway patrol. Units 3 and 8 nearby will notify them. We'll make direct contacts with units as we close in. Unit 10, 10-4. Kurtz, you can commandeer the sheriff's radio car in town. Give us a chance to spread out more. It's
2: going to be like tackling a tank, Jase. Yeah, yeah. Break out a
1: Tommy gun and put it on the seat. We moved in from all points. There were no side roads that weren't covered by our units. Morath and his men were locked in our ring. I kept my foot heavy on the gas pedal. Then, far ahead, as I approached the intersection of State 12, I saw the truck dip over a rise. Unit 10 to Unit 3... Unit 10 to Unit 3.
0: Unit 3, go ahead. Unit 10.
1: Subjects truck less than mile ahead of Unit 10 nearing intersection point. Your area.
0: Ready for them, Unit 10.
2: Unit 6 to Unit
1: 10. Go ahead, Unit 6.
2: Unit 6 now on main highway south of intersection.
1: Block highway at that point, Unit 6. Subjects are between Unit 6 and Unit 10 now unless they turn off.
2: Unit 3
5: has reached the intersection point of State 12. We'll block. All Intersection.
1: Good, Unit 3. Unit 8 has blocks still further south if subjects break through. I drew closer to the speeding truck as it topped a rise and headed down toward the intersection of the state highway. I could see the sheriff's car Kurtz had borrowed blocking the road and Unit 3's car in the center of the turnoff. The truck skidded and started to make a turn and come back toward me. I swung my car across the road, grabbed the tommy gun, and jumped out. out. All of you still alive, come out with your hands up.
0: You all right, Jace?
1: Yeah. How about you, Clint? I'm okay. All right, you men. Get over there and keep your hands up. I got them covered, Jace.
2: One dead in the back there and a couple wounded. Uh, uh, hey, where's Barat?
1: Around the other side of the cab. Dead. He came out shooting and I nailed him.
2: Ah, there he is. Better break that rifle out of his grip. Ballistics can tell if it's the one that killed Buckler.
1: He'll be the one, all right. Or he wouldn't have tried so hard to keep us from getting him. Vic Morath's rifle was positively identified as the one used in the slaying of Ranchamori Buckler. Buzz Black and the other men who had assisted Morath were given penitentiary sentences ranging from 20 to 99 years.
0: And now, here's the Wheaties man, Frank Martin.
5: Another triumph for the Rangers, and another grand performance by our distinguished star, Mr. Joel McRae. And here he is with a few words for you personally about National Wheaties Week. I hope you're enjoying Tales of the Texas Rangers, and it would give me a whole
1: lot of pleasure, partner, if I thought you'd go out and get a box of Wheaties tomorrow because of our program. Since it's National Wheaties Week, it's a pretty good time to get those Wheaties. Will you do that?
5: Good night. Good night, Joel. You know, Wheaties and I were going to send you a free case of Wheaties, but uh, then we thought, oh, that's silly. That's silly. Joel McRae eats Wheaties, so chances are his kitchen shelf is loaded. And what National Wheaties Week is really for is to get other people to eat Wheaties. Frankly, folks, it's to get you to know and appreciate the fact that there's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. That's right, a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. National Wheaties Week is for you to buy Wheaties and try them and see for yourself. Now, Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. So, no free Wheaties to you, Joe. Ah, uh, you can buy them just like all the rest of it. Right, folks? Well, don't forget, Breakfast of Champions. Come on, everybody, to the Wheaties party. Eat a lot of Wheaties, like the champions do. Dance together cheek to cheek. This is National Wheaties Week. Eat a lot of Wheaties, like the champions do. Wheaties, a breakfast of champions.
0: Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae will soon be seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Trends. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Tom Tully, Bert Holland, Joe Duval, Byron Kane, Paul Dubuff, and Bob Cole. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach.
5: Hal Gibney speaking. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen on Wednesday night to Brian Donlevy in Dangerous Assignments on the Wheaties' Big Parade. See you then. And remember, it's National Wheaties Week.
1: Tomorrow, Sam Spade cuts a caper and Robert Merrill sings on NBC. The Dennis Day Show returns to the air at this hour of the first week
0: in October. Remember, the Dennis Day Show, beginning here October 7th presenting Joel McCrae in Tales of the Texas Rangers On stage tonight transcribed from Hollywood another in NBC's parade of exciting half-hour presentations Tales of the Texas Rangers starring Joel McCrae as Ranger Pearson Only names, dates and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's case, Play for Keeps. <laughs>
1: Five minutes past midnight on December 12th, several years ago, Sheriff Bob Smithers of Bradshaw County, Texas, staged a raid on a gambling establishment located on the country road. But there were no patrons in the house, and the sheriff's face grew dark red as he and the local constable failed to find any evidence. There's nothing in the upstairs room either, Sheriff. You're sure of that, huh, Jim? Not even a deck of cards. See, Sheriff, like I told you, I quit the racket. Yet this is the fourth time this year you rousted me out of bed.
0: I know you're operating, Walton. And I'm going to get you for it. You're not going to milk the citizens of this county. Not while I'm sheriff.
2: Look, sheriff. This happens to be my house. Warrant or no warrant, you finished your business here. How about getting out? I guess we might as well go, sheriff. No, Jim. We're going to stay a minute. I want to talk to Walton. And you. About what?
0: I was sure of this raid tonight, Jim. Dead sure. Just like I've been sure the last three times, because only you and me ever knew about him. I didn't tell nobody but you, Jim. You, the constable.
1: (laughs) Sounds like he's accusing you
2: of tipping me off, Dunn. I know he tipped you, Walton. Better watch what you're saying, Bob. All that talk about law and order and wanting to uphold him. Let me see your wallet, Jim. Take it
0: out and let me see it. Now, wait a minute, Sheriff. You shut up. Come on, Jim. I want
1: to see if you're carrying the kind of money an honest man gets for being a peace officer. What I carry on me is
2: my own business. Why, you cheap two-bit snake.
5: Nothing cheap about a few
2: hundred once in a while. Be smart, Sheriff. Get a few for yourself. Why don't you listen to him, Sheriff? He's talking sense. Come on, both of you. I'm taking you. You
1: can't make anything stick. Maybe not. But I'm going to make this county too hot for both of you.
2: I'm going to run you out of it. Keep your hands off me, Sheriff. You're under arrest. Grab him, Walton. I, just, I got him. Now, just hold him, fool while I get his gun. I got it. Later. Now. Uh, uh.
4: Don't.
2: Don't you. You killed him.
4: No, oh, no. No, you killed him.
2: You grabbed his gun and killed him. He was after you, Walton. I got a gun of my own, and I'm the constable. Are uh, You set me up for a frame? Not necessarily, Walton. It's up to you. His body could be moved out of here. What's your play? What do you want? No more chicken mash. Fifty percent of your take, and you can go right on operating. With him dead, you crazy fool? You're forgetting something, Walton. I'm top dog now. And investigating this murder will be my job until a new sheriff is appointed. (laughs) But I don't think I'm going to be able to solve it. (laughs)
0: body of Sheriff
1: Smithers was found the next morning, dumped in a ditch by the side of an old wagon road. During the next few days, Constable Jim Dunn conducted a seemingly honest but fruitless investigation, even following the efficient peace officer's routine of making use of the state lab facilities at Austin. But citizens of Bradshaw were not satisfied, nor was the editor of the Bradshaw Times. Clippings of his editorials were on file with Captain Stinson of the Texas Rangers. And the captain sent for Ranger Jace Pearson. You want to see me, Captain? Yeah, Jace, sit down. There's no acting sheriff appointed by the court of Bradshaw County here, Jace. I think you better take over. About the killing of Sheriff Smithers? Mm -hmm. I'd like to. I knew Smithers. See, that's right. You worked with him about five years ago. When he first took office. Cleaned that county up in three months and cleaned it good. Well, it
0: doesn't look like it stayed clean, Jace. Not according to this editorial clipping from the Bradshaw Times. I've read it. It's gonna be a tough one, Jace. No clue to the killer, and the trail
1: has had a couple of days to cool off. And I better get going, before it gets any cooler. You'll hear from me. Uh, Jace? Yeah, Captain? I just want to remind you,
0: whoever did it doesn't hesitate to kill a man wearing a badge.
1: reached Bradshaw in the early morning. The town was waking up and the Bradshaw Times was turning out its bi-weekly edition. I went in to see the editor, Frank Carlin. So you read my editorials, huh? Well, I'm glad to know somebody's reading them. Yeah, You've got readers all right. People been clipping them out and mailing them into our headquarters. Yeah, I guess there's always a handful of people to hold on. <laughs> Wonder what the world would do without them. Everybody was so burned the day of the killing then in 48 hours, they'll want to forget it. So is Edward. How about the constable, Jim Dunn? Oh, he's all right, I guess. But he's only been constable for a year. He just doesn't have the experience. It'll take the court a couple more days to decide on a new sheriff.
2: i better knock out a story on your rangers coming in. Might wake the people up again.
1: I'd rather you didn't, Mr. Carlin. I'll, I'll be around, and they'll know soon enough. Oh, I see what you mean. Want me to lay off the editorials for a while? If you don't mind. You know, Sheriff and I are on different sides of the fence politically, but he was an honest man and I liked him. I got a headline back there all set and gathering dust. It says, Sheriff's Killer Caught. Ranger, give me a chance to use it. place to park my horse trailer and put charcoal in a pasture. Then I headed for the constable's office and met Constable Jim Dunn. There are all the reports in my investigations, Ranger. You think I haven't done a good job? Maybe those will change your mind. I even checked ballistics with the Austin lab. My being here isn't a criticism of you, Mr. Dunn. I'm here because I was sent until a new sheriff is appointed and to give you help.
2: I've done everything possible. I've questioned almost a hundred people. I've checked alibis on more than a dozen possible suspects. It's all there.
1: Yeah. Everything's here. Everything except the murderer. And that's the only thing I'm interested in seeing, Mr. Dunn. A little cooperation between us might clean it up. I'm... I'm sorry, I Blue Ranger. It's been getting under my skin. This murder could have been committed by anybody... Some bum from a hobo jungle, some drunk anybody. We can't arrest anybody. We've got to arrest somebody. Somebody definite. Now, exactly where was the body found? Old wagon road bypasses town about two miles north. Is it fit for a car? Yeah, but you've got to go round about to get to it. Almost 11 miles. You won't find nothing there, though. I'd like to take a look anyhow. Can't we cut cross-country on horses? Yeah, shorter, if you want it. I want to. My horse is in a pasture. I'll meet you at the edge of town in five minutes.
2: Your body was found just a little further on. You can see the road now.
1: Not much of a road left. No use for it anymore. Sheriff must have had some reason for using it if he came way out here. Hey, here we are. Move it. Oh, Oh, charcoal.
3: Oh,
1: boy. Hey, Sheriff's car was found right over here by the side of the road. Where was he? Lying right beside it. Been dead about seven, eight hours when he was found. Who found him? Cowpoke, looking for some strays. Mm, that's lucky. Otherwise, the body might have been here for a few days or even weeks before somebody came across it. Yeah, You get pictures of the position of the car and the body? Of course I did. Anything else? Yeah, any exhibits, casts of footprints, anything like that? No. When I got the call, I brought a bunch of men out with me. I was excited, and I didn't think to stop them from tramping around. I can see why you'd be upset. Well, if there was anything to find, it's a cinch it isn't here now. Weather would have wiped it out if your men hadn't. You want to go back to town? Yeah. I want to look at the car. Get up.
3: Get
1: up. Get Get How about the exhibits from the sheriff's body? I sent the bullets and the gun in. Your lab checked it. Verified it was the sheriff's own gun. I'm talking about the clothes he was wearing. You got those, haven't you?
2: Sure I got them. I got all the evidence there was.
1: Well, you should have sent it all in. I want to look at that stuff, too. Well, let's step it up. Come on, Charlie.
2: Get up. Get
3: up. Get up.
1: Here's everything, all tagged. Everything the sheriff was wearing when he was killed. I see. And this the shirt he was wearing? You see the blood and bullet holes, don't you? Yeah. How come your lab didn't find any prints on the gun when I signed it in? It didn't even have the sheriff's own prints. It was wiped clean. Hmm. Well, this is kind of odd. What? Well, the sheriff was shot twice, and they dug one slug out of him. The other one passed clean through. Yeah, according to the coroner's report, one slug hit his collarbone. That stopped it. Yeah, that's what I mean. The course of the bullets. Both shots fired into the left side, just above the kidney. But the one that came through came out the right side of his shirt collar here, right through his neck. What about it? It's a funny course for a bullet to take, unless the man who fired the gun was lying down and fired up at the sheriff. Yeah, 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 that's what I figured, too. They must have had a fight for the gun. He got it, but the sheriff knocked him down and... No, it... no, that isn't the way it happened. How do you know? Because the sheriff wouldn't half turn his back on a man who'd just taken his gun. Besides, these powder burns show the gun was being held right against the shirt when it was fired. What do
4: you think happened then?
1: Well, the sheriff must have been in some position where he was bent over forward, which he wouldn't be unless somebody was holding him in that position. Here, stand in front of me for a minute. Now you're back toward me.
4: What are you going to do? Well,
1: slip one hand under your arms and then up behind your head in a half-Nelson and twist your other arm behind you in an arm lock and bend you over forward like this. The sheriff was held like I'm holding you now. And the bullets were pumped into him. See what I mean? That, that's just a guess. It's a guess I'm going to back up. And if the sheriff was held in a half-Nelson and an arm lock, it tells us something else that there were two men in on the murder, unless the killer had three hands and used the third one to fire the gun. Well, that's a pretty smart figuring, Ranger. Only because it's the kind of figuring I've been doing for a long time.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Are these, the photos, that were taken at the scene? Yeah, the sheriff's body and the car. Uh, the car, the body moved any before these were taken? Nope. The car was right there, with the sheriff flat on his face beside it. And less than two feet away from it, his right side toward the car... Yeah. The bullet that passed through the sheriff came out on his right side. That means it should have hit the car. But there's no mark. I don't see that that helps us any. It helps plenty, Dunn. It tells us the sheriff wasn't killed out there. He was killed someplace else and brought out there.
0: Listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Chase Pearson. Now we continue with tonight's case, Play for Keeps, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers.
1: I knew that Sheriff Smithers had been killed by two men, and that his body had been moved after the killing, but it wasn't nearly enough. It was evening before I figured out my next move, a move I didn't like to make. Evening, ma'am. Remember me?
4: Why, it's Jace Pearson, isn't it?
1: Yes, ma'am. Been a long time, Mrs. Smithers.
4: Oh, come in, Jace, come in. I, I, I suppose you know about Bob.
1: Yes, ma'am, and that's why I'm down here, I came by to pay my respects.
4: Funny thing. First time Bob brought you through that door. I never reckoned you might be back someday. Looking for a man who killed
1: him. I wish it could have been for another reason, ma'am. But Bob kept things working so well here, there seldom was any reason for a ranger to come visit in Bradshaw County.
4: Uh, I know how you fellas keep working along. Can I offer you a bite to eat? Please, Jace.
1: That'd be real fine, Miss Smithers. I knew it might help her and me if she could keep a little busy with her hands doing woman things in the kitchen. And I tried to eat, but... kept remembering the man who'd sat across this same table from me five years before. Big, honest, stubborn, and unafraid.
4: It's mighty nice of you to stop by, Jace. Bob would have been happy to see you sitting here again. He always said a man with a good appetite was right with the world.
1: Ma'am, I guess Jim Dunn has already asked you, but do you have any ideas about who might have killed Bob?
4: Oh, no. Everything went so well for a few years. All I know is the last year or so, Bob was upset about gambling. He
1: after anybody in particular?
4: A man named Walton, Lou Walton... There's a big house on the south road out of town. Bob always says it was a gambling house, but he could never catch Walton.
1: You mean he raided the place?
4: A couple of times. Last time was the night he was killed.
1: Dunn didn't tell me about that.
4: Bob was killed after he left there. Walton's, I mean. Dunn said they didn't find anything, so Bob started back for town. But he never got home. Mrs. Smithers. Hmm?
1: I have to ask a favor. A favor I don't like to ask.
4: I want to help, Jace, every way I can.
1: I want your permission to have Bob's body exhumed for further examination.
4: Is it necessary?
1: I'm not satisfied with the examination that was made here.
4: Uh, all right, Jace.
1: I'd like to have a more thorough examination made for headquarters. I'm sending them the clothes Bob was wearing for lab check, and I don't want anybody to know about it for now.
4: All right. You're gonna get him, aren't you, Chase?
1: I'm gonna try awful hard, (laughs) ma'am. waiting for you. Thought maybe you might have turned in for the night. I'm going to in a few minutes. I just came back to pick up the clothing exhibits. Well, I locked them away again. i out. I want to send them on to Camp Mabry for lab tests. Well, all right. I'll give you a receipt for them. Okay. Done. Yeah? In those reports of yours, I didn't see any mention of a man named Lou Walton.
2: Why should there be?
1: I understand that Walton's a gambler and that You helped Smithers raid his place the night Smithers was killed.
2: I hear the exhibits.
1: You're thinking way out of line on Walton. His alibi's airtight. According to who? According to me. I was with him all night after Smithers left the place. You didn't come back to town with the sheriff? No. I stayed at Walton's. Why? Because the sheriff asked me to stay there. We didn't find anything, but the sheriff figured if I hung around, somebody might show up or call up looking for a game. And I'd be able to get him some evidence, eh? Anything else you want to know? No. I guess that lets Walt now. I'll take these things. Sure. Go ahead. See you tomorrow, Don. Number,
4: please. Oak Hill, 243. Walton, done. Now get those people
2: out and shut down.
3: Why? What's wrong?
2: That range is too smart. I tried to
1: make things look good for myself, and, well, I guess I made them look too good. Well, uh, how much does he know? All he's going to know. You just close down and stand pat until he wears himself out. The sheriff's body was dug up and the examiner's report sent on to Austin. Headquarters also had the exhibits I'd gotten from Dunn. By late afternoon of the next day, Captain Stinson telephoned me long distance. Got a complete report from the lab, Jase. Go ahead, Captain. You were right about the position of the body when the shots were fired. Autopsy report shows the organs were pierced in a manner that would be possible only if the sheriff were bent over forward. Good. Anything else? Yeah. That shirt you sent up. Lab thinks Smithers was killed indoors. Why?
0: Some lint stuck to the blood and held when it dried. Analysis indicates it comes from a fabric used in expensive carpeting, violet color.
1: Thanks, Captain. That may be enough to wind this up. Then you're convinced that Walton was running a gambling joint, Mr. Carlin. Was and is. I'd swear to it. But nobody's been able to prove it. You know how suckers are. They lose their shirts and keep their mouths shut think they're in on a smart thing, and they help the racketeers to cover up. And Walton must have been tipped off, but he was being raided. Part of the racket. They pay off and get tipped off. You ever been in Walton's house? No. You know anybody who has been there? Well, it's no secret the newspaper men gamble, more than good for him. My line of type man plays horses, I know. Uh, uh, Pete!
2: I'll be there in a minute.
0: Howdy, Ranger.
1: Howdy. Uh, Pete, you ever been in Lou Walton's place? Come on, I don't stall teller, It's important.
2: Well, oh yeah, I've been there once or twice.
1: I only want to know one thing. You notice any carpeting in the house?
2: Carpeting? Oh, sure, the house is like a palace. Wall-to-wall carpet all over the place.
1: What color?
5: Well, it's a kind of a purple, I'd say.
1: How about saying violet?
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it's called.
1: You got something, Ranger? Yeah. I'm going to wake up the nearest judge and get a search warrant for Walton. You better brush the dust off that headline you told me about. I think you're going to get a chance to use it.
5: I was wondering when you get around to me, Ranger. Seems like everybody who wears
1: a badge just loves to poke his nose into my life. I wouldn't worry about your nose, Walton. If you want to be smart, watch out for your mouth. <laughs> I didn't mean anything, Ranger.
5: Just that a man ought to, well, ought to have a little privacy. Mm,
1: and you love the death cells at Huntsville.
5: They're real private. Well, I, I always cooperated. The Constable Jim
1: Dunn, he'll tell you that. i bet he would. Mm, nice carpeting you got
5: here. I like the color. Yeah. Yeah, I... Hey, let me get you a drink or something, Ranger. All good stuff. I don't have anything but the best. <laughs> you know the old saying, the best is none too good. <laughs> Walton, there's
1: been a strong cleaning fluid used on a piece of this rug. And one spot faded just a little. Well, I, I spilled some wine. I had a party one night. The night the Sheriff Smithers was here last? No, no, before that. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. Nobody was here the night Smithers came.
5: no. No,
2: nobody. The uh, the constable he stayed, stayed most of the night after the sheriff left.
5: Yeah,
1: so he told me.
2: Uh, let me show you the rest of the house,
1: upstairs. No thanks. I just want to look at the walls in this room. They're sure, pretty. You know, at Huntsville they don't have pretty walls like these. Just cold concrete and steel bars. What do you
2: keep talking about, Huntsville?
1: I'll tell you as soon as I stand up on this chair and rip off this new piece of wallpaper. Don't.
2: They have no right to.
1: Just looking for this small bullet hole papered over. Of course you know that one bullet went right through the sheriff.
2: The hole was repapered because a heavy picture fell. The nail made the hole.
1: 38 caliber nail? I didn't... i did. I'm have this rug ripped up and sent to my lab, Walton. No cleaning fluid made will wipe out all of a blood trace. Even a drop is enough to hang you.
2: I didn't do it, I tell you. Dunn shot him. It was Dunn. Dunn shot him. Hold your wrists out. You'll never get those on me.
1: You bet wrong this time, Gambler. Now get up. I'm taking you in. I took him through town to the county jail and I walked over to the constable's office, but Dunn wasn't there. I had to find him quick before he knew I had Walt. I headed back for the jail, and as I turned into the street, I saw something move in the shadows. There was another car, not far from mine, the constable's car, and Dunn was getting into it. 10 to KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA. KTXA to Unit 10. Go ahead, Unit 10. Unit 10 convinced Constable Jim Dunn is subject sought in killing of Sheriff Smithers, Bradshaw County. Attempting getaway headed north on State Highway 19 from Bradshaw. Alert Highway Patrol and all units for complete roadblock of area. Order no further radio communication. Subject in Constable's marked car, equipped with shortwave receiver. We'll do, Unit 10. Unit 10's car out of commission. Will attempt to commandeer another car for pursuit. Unit 10, 10-4. KDXA, Austin. Step out of the way, please. Step back, please.
3: Step
1: back. Come on, charcoal. Let's hope Dunn heard that call. had to gamble. The last part of my call had been a plant, a plant I wanted done to hear. He'd know he couldn't get more than 15 or 20 miles before he was blocked unless he took some back road, and I'd seen him take a north turn out of town toward the wagon road he'd dumped the sheriff's body on. It was 11 miles for him by car, two miles cross-country for me. I raked charcoal all the way, reached the road, and rope-dragged a couple of dead logs across it. We finished just in time. I heard the whine of a car coming over the rise in the rough road as the first glimmer of the headlights stabbed the darkness. I tied charcoal back in the trees and dropped in the brush to wait. It's
0: is the end of the road, Don. Don't try backing up. Now, you
1: haven't got any tires. I'm giving you a chance to surrender, Don.
3: You get your chances, Ranger... Right to...
2: You missed, Don. Now I'm coming around the car to get you. You want to shoot it out? Let's go. Wait a minute. No, Ranger. You don't shoot. Don't shoot. Look, I'll I'll drop my gun. Uh, See? I ain't armed. Come here. I ain't armed.
1: Neither was Smithers when you lifted his gun and killed him with it. Good thing for Texas all constables aren't like you. Come on. (laughs) Walton's waiting for you at the jail. Looks like you'll be partners again at Huntsville. The following week, the headlines of the Bradshaw Times read... Sheriff Killer's caught though Jim Dunn protested his innocence Lou Walton's confession and evidence submitted by the rangers convinced the court of Dunn's guilt both were sentenced to life imprisonment at Huntsville This is Joel McCrae In the 125 years since their organization was founded, the Texas Rangers have written many new pages into the history of law enforcement. With only a handful of men in a vast territory, they have never failed to live up to their slogan, first to advance, never retreat. That is the creed a ranger follows. And they have a belief that was impressed on me by one of their officers, a belief that often brings them victory over tremendous odds. In the words of the Texas Rangers, Rangers, A man who is wrong can't stand up to a man who is right and keep on coming. Next week, we'll bring you another exciting case taken from the files of the Texas Rangers. Hope you'll be listening. Good night.
0: Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the MGM production Stars in My Crown. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. This is Hal Gibney speaking.